Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker, author, and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Chasing After the Wind series, where Dr. Jones teaches through the entire book of Ecclesiastes, and we learn that true satisfaction is found only in knowing the Lord and enjoying the life He provides. Now let's join him for today's message. Because we've all had instances in our life where we're enjoying things and then they come to an end. And then we go through bad times. And those bad times come to an end. And we realize that in this life that we live, in every human endeavor, every circumstance that we go through as mankind, the ups, down, highs, lows, good, bad, and not quite this cyclical type of situation, but we find that the good times don't last and bad times come and go. As we understand that experience, I want us to have a better perspective on what God is teaching us through this process of life and how he wants to use those times and those changes to get our attention towards him. And we're going to look in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, the first 15 verses. We see in this passage that the the writer, the, the teacher, King Solomon, he's been giving us all this wisdom of how life and the things of life when it comes to human endeavors is like a vapor. It's like a pursuit of the wind. It is insubstantial. It's here today, gone tomorrow. It has no eternal value. And therefore, he's telling us not to place our hopes in what the world has to offer. And what he lays out is that when we approach life, we ought to understand life as a series of events in which God has allowed or God purposed, and we ought not to get too high, too low, think too importantly about certain things in our life because they in themselves are not an end to themselves. He, even in this list, he goes through different things that happen, some desirable, some undesirable. See, there are times and seasons for everything. And I joke about this, but this has like become so real. It's become so real. Uh, I'm a Texan through and through, except for weather. When it comes to the weather, I'm a South Floridian now. My blood has changed. It got thin. If that temperature dropped under 70 degrees, it's cold. I don't care what y'all say. I'll be places. I'll be up in Texas. I'll be in Georgia. I done travel somewhere, and it'd be like 68 degrees, and we outside. I'm like, hey, we going to go in because it's cold out here. He's like, it ain't cold. And I'm like, look, I know it's 68. I know that. But let me tell you something. It's cold. Uh, and it, it's, it's not nice out here, okay? It's, it's weird. So we, when you think about that, we have seasons. It's time living in South Florida. Sometimes I, I can lose that. I can forget that. You know, I remember when we first moved back down as adults, you know, we married, we got kids, and it's Christmas time, and we putting lights on palm trees, and it's 80 degrees, and I got flip-flops on. I'm like, something ain't right. I need some seasons, man. I need, I need to see some leaves falling off trees. I need to see some change, you know. And then you get used to it, so now I'm used to it. So I go somewhere else, I'm like, well, why them trees so ugly, man? Them trees need to get something on them. I need some greenery around here. And they're like, it's, they're like, dude, it's November. But yeah, it's November, but it's supposed to be pretty. You know, but we, we got, we, things change. Things change. And I, I say that in a joking way, but, but things change. And one of the things that we see, even in the seasons, 
all these things are even reminders that God is creator. And it's telling them these things don't last. These things don't last. So don't place your hope in the things of this life and the things of this world. Yeah, you got a great job. You love that job. Now all of a sudden you don't like that job. You don't pay enough. You know, at the time you celebrate, I remember we, we had a friend of ours. She graduated college, single, no kids. She stepped into a teaching job. I think the starting salary was like 56000 She was like, I'm balling. She's like, get my own place. I was like, you balling, girl. You balling. You balling. I'm talking about. Yeah. About two years later, she was like, I need another job. I said, what you mean another little job? You making... She's like, this ain't, this ain't making it. I was like, and I thought about when she got hired, the celebration. All it took was two years. Check's still coming, but all of a sudden, they're like, I ain't excited no more. I need, I got to do something on the side. And, and life is like that. It's a time for everything. You got something, don't put your hope in it. When you lose it, don't get too down. It's a time for everything. And this is where this is important. This is something I want you to get. See, we navigate this life in a mature fashion, in a spiritually mature fashion, because maturity comes with knowing what time it is. Maturity is to know what time it is. Now, I say that, when I say maturity and knowing the time, uh, I want you to think about when a little kid, how they act when they when things don't go their way. You know, people, I see people mouthing their kids' names right now. It's like, like when, a little, when a little kid throws a tantrum, you know, off something, off something this, this one sentence, this one sentence can throw, can throw them into a fit. It's time to go. Oh, 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 a kid will throw a fit. We don't, we don't never go nowhere. We don't never. We it's, it's time to go to bed. We don't never get to stay up. Throw a tantrum. Just summer. The time has changed. The time has come. You throw a fit. You know, and, and I say that because we know how kids act. All right, now, let's look, let's look at ourselves. When a certain time of life hit, and we act like one of those kids and throw a fit. Now, now you, feel, you feel in where it is, because I don't know you like that. But, but, but when you hit one of these times, it's a time to let go and count laws. It's a, time to, it's a time to gather. It's a time to be silent. It's a time to speak. That's a struggle for both. That's a, those are two different struggles for two different kinds of people. Some people, you can't get them to say a word. You be like, you going to talk? And then some people be like, can, can, can you be quiet? Can we get you to be quiet? You know, I'm, I'm the latter, right? You know, I'll talk all day. You know, you gotta learn. I got to learn, okay, I think it's time for me to shut up. I need to go and be quiet. Close my mouth. You know, but, but, but when I say maturity and knowing the time is that our spiritual maturity is put on display when we navigate this life and we're ready and able to recognize what time we're in and not throw a fit. 
not throw in the towel, not quit on God and go start sinning against the Lord because things didn't go our way. It's to recognize what, what time we're in and what God wants to do with us while we're in that season. I find myself talking about this a lot with people when I talk about seasons of life. How we go through, through times that may not necessarily be because of our own doing. Sometimes it's because of certain decisions we made. Sometimes it's not about what decisions we made, but we just find ourselves in this particular season that may be undesirable at that time for us in our life, but it's God's timing. And our maturity is put on display when we're able to rest in the Lord even in the midst of that time, even in the midst of that season, and remain faithful to the Lord. You can look at several biblical examples, but the one that comes to mind is that Joseph was given a dream about a great future of him leading his family and many. And yet, the seasons and times he went through, none of us want them. None of us want our siblings to lie on us and hate on us. None of us want our siblings to sell us into slavery. None of us want our masters' wives lying on us saying we trying to rape them and we thrown in jail. None of us want that. None of us want to be in jail and get forgotten about in jail. But you know, we all would like to be in charge though. He went from 17 years old to 30 years old. That's a long time. That's a long season. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to keep it 100. I may have said this before. I remember one day I was praying at night, and I was like, Lord, I do whatever you want me to do, Lord, I'll do it. However you want to use me. And then I went to sleep, and I had a dream. I was in jail. And I was in there fighting for my life in jail and trying to share the gospel in jail. And I woke up, and I was like, Lord, I know you're sovereign. I'm like, Lord, I know you're sovereign, and I don't want to, but I will ask. Let me serve you, but not in jail. Now, I'm keeping on. Now, I'm still on the, on, the, on the umbrella. Lord, whatever you want to do with me. But then I started that dream, and I was like, man, I watched too many movies or something. Man. I don't know. But I'm sitting here like, and I guess I was, I was thinking about Joseph. I was like, Joseph. But yeah, it was, you know what's great about that? I want you to get this. What's great about that when you read what was going on in Joseph's life, that at every stage of what we would see would be a horrible experience. The Bible continues to remind us the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. And that's one of the things we miss. No matter what season we're in, no matter what time we are in, to be reminded that we belong to the Lord, the Lord is with us. The Lord is with us. So that maturity and knowing the time is, you better see spiritually, through your spiritual eyes, empowered by the Holy Spirit, I recognize this is the time of mourning. This is, I recognize this is the time to gather. This is a time I recognize this is one of those times to tear all this is the time to sow. We read this and we're like, man, we ain't supposed to read that verse, verse 8. It's a time of love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. You know, this, this is not necessarily writing about just war, but what he is saying is, look, we should hate evil. When we see evil, we should want justice. Now, now, now sometimes people can confuse justice and revenge. Don't, 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 don't do that. Vengeance is the Lord's. He tells us to seek justice. What he's saying here is, look, we should, we, we should hate the things that God hates. 
He's clear on that. He hates a lying tongue. He hates pride. He hates sin. And the thing is, he calls us to love neighbor, love enemy. Loving people is not to encourage them to continue to sin. One of the things we looked at last week in Bible study was in Romans chapter 1. The last verse in Romans chapter 1, it says, not only do they do these things, gives a vice list of all these evils. Those who suppress God's truth and God gives them over to dark hearts and corrupt mindsets. And they commit all kinds of evil and it goes through a list of all these evils that they commit. And it says, not only do they do those things, but they applaud others who do them. He said, no, no, love is not to encourage someone to continue to walk in sin. Love is to point them to the one who delivers and forgives. That's love. Now, we don't be jerks when we do it either. You know, don't, don't, don't be a jerk. Don't beat people up. But we speak the truth in love. And that's a full display of love. So when he's talking about these times, this maturity is knowing what, what time it is. And then, you know, what I love about this passage is it tells us why God does all of this. He set the stage like this on purpose for a purpose. So, and I, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it like this. God has set things up in such a way to get our attention. More from Dr. Jones in a moment. But first, during this month, you can request your MP3 download of the sermon series, Time for Your Checkup, with your donation to the ministry. This is a great resource where Dr. Jones teaches us to examine and engage the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. To give, go to daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones O-R-G. And request your copy today. Now, let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. It's to get our attention. It's to let us know the best that this world has to offer can't satisfy. It must be more. It says that what do we get from all this work and all this struggle? And God gave it to us to occupy us and we find out it doesn't measure up. And he's done so because he's put eternity in our hearts. That's why we keep chasing and we keep pursuing and we keep fighting and we keep going because even those who don't know the Lord, they know that there's something that got to be more. And he set these things up in such a way that he gets our attention. God wants our attention. He wants us to turn towards him. That's why he says, look, you can never get too arrogant and deny God. It's impossible. It's an old saying, uh, it's like, you know, this man, he got so smart, he got so wise, he became so arrogant, he went before God and said, God, I realized we don't even need you anymore. Don't even need you anymore. I found the key to life. I figured out how to create life. We don't even need you anymore, God. God said, okay, show me what you got. God said, all right, God, this is how I do. First, I'm going to take this dirt. God said, oh, 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 go make your own dirt. He's saying, you can't escape God. He's creator and he's creator of all. He says that it speaks of God's work. And he says no one in, in verse, um, verse 14, but no one can discover the work God has done from the beginning to the end. What he's saying is no matter how smart, no matter how grand 
extravagant, expansive our knowledge gets, we can never fully understand this inexhaustible God. We can never, we can truly know him, but we can't fully know him, which is to take us to the point of we have, if, if we're going to be honest, we have to depend on him. We have to. Where else is that a turn? He said that at our best day, no matter what we do, it really has no eternal value. It really changes nothing in the world. Things come, things go. Nothing, he already said before, earlier in the, in the book in Ecclesiastes, he says, nothing new under the sun. We, we, just, we just figure out different ways to do the same stuff. That's why you read the Bible and you think like, people don't know how we, they, 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 they don't know what we're dealing with today. And then you read something like, man, this, they wrote this 2,000 years ago. It's the same thing. Hold up, you mean to tell me humans were dealing with the same thing 2,000 years ago? Yep. Yep. One of the phrases used in that Romans 1 that we read the other day, it says that they inventors of evil. It's like, let's, let's think of a new way to do some wrong stuff. Same sin, just, just a little tweak on it. New package, same thing. He says, God has set all these things in motion. He's allowed all these things to occur in his creation so that he may get our attention, so that we may be in awe of him. So when you look at those birds flying, Danny said during worship time, she's just looking at the rain falling. They live by a lake, lake rising. You said, that stuff will humble you. And she ain't say this, but you think, you're just sitting there watching rain and that lake just keep getting riled. You're like, hold on, you don't need to come to the house. How you going to stop it? Our kids the other day, we had to, you know, we had COVID hit in 2020 and then we caught the great flood of 2020. Our neighborhood flooded. Not the whole neighborhood, but the back of it where we live. My baby woke up, my oldest, she came in the room like, daddy, I think the house flooded. I'm like, but what you talking about? She like, I got out of the bed and my feet went in the water. I was like, oh Lord. What in the world? How I deal with that? I done rushed down and then me and my nerd self, I was like, we got to get my books. Get my books. My library, my books. Get them out of there. It's like, this stuff costs money. <laughs> we got baby. We got the insurance on the books. You know, but it's like, we, it was like the flood and we went outside and we were, we were, we, we got a, you know, those little plastic pools. You're like, we're just going to make a day out of it. The pool, the stuff, I'm not that tall of a man, but the water was above my knees. It's pretty deep. I'm 5'9". I'm hiding my legs, so that's, I'm supposed to be 6 feet. According to my feet and my legs, I'm supposed to be 6'2". The Lord was like, nope. <laughs> but, you know, we got a little plastic pool. Kids got on there. We walking around. And then I'm having a good time. And I was like, oh, snap. We out here by the Everglades. I hope ain't no gators swimming around. Swimming around. I hear those snakes. So I was praying real hard. Kids, kids out there having a blast. I'm over there praying, Lord. But I was sitting there thinking like, what, we could, what could we have done to avoid it? Could I have put like a bunch of sandbags in front of the, in front of the garage and kept that water out? And I was realizing, no. 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 Nobody, nobody desires a flood. Nobody's looking for a hurricane to hit. Unless you're a Miami Hurricane, go Canes. You know, I couldn't let it slip. My man got that Florida Gator mask on back there. It just, it just came out naturally, man. I love you, brother. It just, it just flowed out. But you know, nobody's looking for a tornado. Nobody's looking for, you know, earthquakes. Nobody's looking for that. But when they occur, one of the things that God allows that to do is to humble us and recognize, I'm not God. And it takes me even to another point that, you know what? Uh, 
I need to stand in awe of him. And it takes me a little further. I actually, I need a savior. I, I actually need somebody to, to, to look out for me because it, I, 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 he, he, he allows us to go through all these things and see all these things to get our attention so that our hearts may be drawn to him. So when I say, what time is it? It's for us to recognize what time it is and at the same time stand there all and our need for him because of our best and what the world has to offer doesn't last. Reason he said, I, he, he, keep, he talking about these struggles in his work. They had me thinking like, you, you can have, my, 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 bro, my brother, Pastor Ryan. You know what Pastor Ryan loved to do that I don't like to do? We'll go over to Pastor Ryan's house and Pastor Ryan just be over there washing them dishes, man. He be washing them dishes, man. And it, it's, it's, it's therapeutic for my boy. I refuse. I will do laundry all day. I will do laundry, but I, I, I refuse. I'm not touching them dishes, man. I like, look, the Lord has blessed me with too many kids. Somebody else is going to do them dishes. But, but Pastor Ryan be doing no dishes, and then he's done. And he's done a fantastic job. But you want to know what? Why well, seem like every time I go over there, he washing dishes. You got to do it again. It's the same thing with you. You clean your house. House is sparkling. Did a great job. Then it's like, I gotta, I gotta clean it again. You always gotta come back again. Don't have a bunch of little kids. You clean up that room, be like, that room is great. 10 minutes. I don't even know if it takes 10 minutes. You're like, what in the world just happened? Just destroyed. You said, my, my wife asked me, she was like, you changed the air filter on the AC? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hold on. Dang, that was, oh snap, that was like two months ago. I need to go change the filter again. And it's like, I gotta, I gotta keep doing this. I gotta keep going and buy an air filter. I gotta keep going. It just, it just keep going. It just keep going. And all these little mundane things, you know what they are? They're attention getters. Just letting you know, like, like this, this, this world we live in, you know, for, for, my, for my science geeks, you know, things atrophy. Which law of thermodynamics is that? Come on, my, 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 my science, you know, Newton, you know, things, things, things are on a, things decay. You know, I got my college students back there. You can, you can tell me how things decay, right? You know, they, they, they go towards entropy. I say that right? No, no, I said that wrong. They die. <laughs> Stuff dies, right? I, know, I, I tell you, I always, I, you know what my reminder is about the Lord and life? Flowers. Flowers be real pretty for a couple days. And they die. And they're ugly. Throw them in the trash. Money flush down the toilet. But it's just me venting. But it's, 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 things, things come and go. But these are reminders that don't put your hope in these things. All these things are for us to chase after the Lord. This, this, this is what I love about the good news of, the, of Jesus Christ. When we talk about the hope of the gospel, one of the things, and some of y'all heard me say this a lot, what I, the hope I love to give, when, especially when I, when I do funerals, you know, at funerals, sometimes we stop short of the hope of the gospel. We talk about going to heaven, going to heaven. Yeah, well, praise God for that. But that's not the hope of the gospel. The hope of the gospel is the resurrection of the dead. The hope of the gospel is the resurrection of the dead unto eternal life and the new heaven, new earth. No more sickness, no more pain, no more death. That's the hope of the gospel. So all these things around us are to trigger us that we are in need of a savior. Because no matter how good looking you are today, give it a few more years. Give it a few more years. You look back at them pictures like, man, I was cute. What happened? My hair was so luscious and flowing. 
Now I got dead hair follicles and I'm trying to cover up different colors and I got more hair coming out my ears and on my head and what happened? I used to, I just changed and started eating right and I looked fine. Now I got this fat on me, I can't get rid of it. Then my health deteriorating. Now you go to the doctor, they say this high and this low and all this stuff. And you know what it's reminding you? Yes, we all are in need of a savior. And the good news of the gospel is by faith in Jesus Christ. Our sins are forgiven past, present, and future. And just as Jesus rose for all of eternity, you by faith in Christ will be raised unto eternal life, new heaven, new earth. No more sin, no more death. No more pain, no more grief. That's the good news of the gospel. So while our hope for the future is secured, let me tell you something. Be encouraged because even in the midst of adjusting through these times, what do we learn? The Lord is with you. And while you may have good, bad times, highs, lows, good, bad, ugly, your experience of it is different because the Lord is is with you. And he will give you all that you need to complete, finish, and fulfill all that he's called you to do. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the current series, Chasing After the Wind, 14 messages that walk you through the entire book of Ecclesiastes where we learn that true satisfaction is found only in knowing the Lord and enjoying the life He provides. If this ministry has blessed you, we invite you to partner with us today. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L-Jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.